0: Hi, and welcome to The Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. Hi beautiful friends and welcome back to the cyclical podcast. I put up a poll recently on Instagram and I simply asked how many of you feel confident when it comes to skincare and supporting your skin after acne or simply just how to welcome in beautiful glowy skin and overwhelmingly many of us myself included said no we're super confused when it comes to skincare and how to really take care of our skin. No surprise, of course, because we are all bombarded with advertisements and told we need these specialty products. We are told that birth control and really harsh chemicals are the only way to clear up our skin. The amount of confusing information out there is staggering. And so if you're like me, you've felt overwhelmed as to what things you can do right now to support your skin health. And that's why I'm so excited I got to bring on my lovely friend Kayla Renner to the podcast. I was so excited to record this episode with her because I felt like I had a million questions about skincare and what products are really worth it and what things are frankly just cheap products with expensive price tags on them, and she really went through it all. So we talked a lot about skin and what really matters when it comes to our skin health. Of course, there's a lot internally that reflects out into our outward appearance. So she touches on all those big things, but then we also move into the conversation around skincare. So vitamin C serums, are they important? What about hydrosols? We even talked about jade rollers versus gua sha. We talked about retinols. So if you're like me and you've really been eager to learn what to really do to support your skin health and have beautiful glowing skin, you will love this episode and probably listen to it five times and take a lot of notes because Kayla does not hold back. If you're not familiar with Kayla Renner, she is a licensed holistic esthetician, a life coach, and an herbalist with over 10 years of experience in the skincare field. She's really passionate about guiding women into harmony using what she calls skin therapy. And that's really just the magic of herbs. So skin therapy is much more than just your typical facial or blindly sticking a bunch of products on your skin at home, but instead it's about intention and compassion towards the body. She cultivates a beautiful space for clients to relax and rejuvenate during her holistic facials and presents other tools for her clients to use at home like sculptural face massage and other ancient beauty rituals. I really appreciate that throughout this entire episode she made it so clear that all women are worthy no matter what they're experiencing with their skin and I think that's a message we can take from this episode more than anything is no matter what you're seeing on your skin or no matter what you're going through right now you are beautiful, you are whole, you are Perfect as you are, and some of these tips or tidbits that Kayla shares can just enhance what you already feel within. So let's just go ahead and begin today's episode. Hi, Kayla. I am so grateful to chat with you today, and I know I'm gonna learn so much from you. How are you doing today? Hi, Cassandra. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're gonna talk about so many things today. Um, I have so many personal questions about skincare and getting that gorgeous glowy skin we all want. Um, And I know that everyone listening is going to get pieces to this that they've been searching for as well. So as an esthetician, did you always know that you wanted to go down this route or what made you decide to specialize in this area?
1: Mm. Well, do you want the long version or the short
0: version? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever version
1: you want. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'll give you the short version just to kind of keep it simple. Um, I would say I probably knew at a young age um, that I was going to be going into skin skin care at some point in some way um, because I struggled with acne starting at 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a really young age and I started going on birth control right away at 13, and all throughout high school, struggled with various types of acne and tried many medications from dermatologists, topicals, spironolactone, doxycycline, minocycline, I think three different types of birth controls. I mean, they were wow. yeah, lots of Band-Aid things to uh, address the acne. And I was always told that when I got out of my teenage years, that it would go away. And come around when I became an adult, um, the acne was still there. And I felt like I had tried everything at that point. So I actually went into the dermatologist to start Accutane, which if you don't know what that is, it's a very aggressive form of um, vitamin A. It's pure retinoic acid and it's uh, uh, you ingest it as a pill and basically creates rapid shedding in the skin. So my acne went away within a month and it was gone for about a year. And I was on the medication for about six months. And when the medication stopped um, is when I started to get acne to start to come back. And about a year later, it was full on, came back with a vengeance And that's when I decided to go off birth control and really started to kind of take my skincare into my own hands. And um, at that point, you know, I had probably done all the DIYs and, you know, was trying to learn about skincare and ingredients. And I started working at Sephora um, in skincare there. So I was getting great education, learning about um, different skincare products and acne and really diving in. And that led me into going into esthetician school, um, and thinking, you know, this was going to solve my acne. I was going to learn everything. (laughs) Um, but you know, to kind of keep it short, it wasn't until I got really, really sick, um, had, had a parasite, had rashes, eczema, you know, eyelid rashes, insane inflammation in my body. Um, when I went off of birth control, is when I really started to shift into a more holistic approach to skincare and looking at the entire body as a whole. And from there, looking at diet and how that plays a role in skincare. And I know that's talked a lot about now, but it, it wasn't so much then. And so it was very new. And I, I kind of feel like I learned everything on my own and through different teachers along the way. And yeah, my practices just evolved into what it is now. And um, I'm really grateful for the experience. But I think starting at that young age and uh, having experienced severe cystic acne for 16 plus years, I became my passion to want to help other women with the same problem. Yes.
0: It's so heartbreaking to think of being that young and already having to deal with, health challenges like that acne, but I'm so proud of you for being so devoted to uncovering your own root cause and wanting to take that holistic route. You know, it's, it takes a lot of bravery because other things like medications can feel you know, exciting because they were kind of a quick fix. And when we want relief, they're, they're excellent for that. Um, but I love that you knew that there was something more to this and you were really, really clear that you wanted to figure out why this is happening and what can you do to clear it.
1: Yes, exactly. I definitely knew that it was much deeper, especially when the second dermatologist that I saw, because um, I was going to go back on Accutane, knowing how bad it was for my body, I was like determined And she immediately was like, if it didn't work for you the first time, it's living in the womb. It's like in your reproductive system and you need to start healing that. And that was like, that still sticks with me to this day of like, that was the moment that I was like, okay, this is deeper than I ever imagined. So yeah, getting to the root of it was, was really what, what has helped me and, and continues to help clients and acne has so many layers to it. So it's. There's, there's so much that we can get into here. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: it's like we could talk for like nine hours and not even get to <laughs> it, anything, um, but incredible. I'm glad you mentioned the, the inner terrain of our bodies do manifest into our skin, and I know we'll talk some about that today. And We'll also talk about topical products and stuff because certainly that plays into it or can even just enhance the work that we're doing internally. Would you say that's true?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, Excellent. Um, well, let's start with the skincare piece. I'm really interested to hear your professional opinion. Um, I think so many of us feel really overwhelmed by it. And like when you said you worked at Sephora, I just like when I walk into Sephora, I'm like, what is happening? There's so many brands and options. And this has this superfood and this has acai in it. And I'm like, just tell me the most natural, effective thing here. And of course, it's not that simple. Um But I I think it's confusing because in the mainstream setting, all these fancy products are touted. We're told if you want to get ahead of aging, you just get Botox. Like there's so many things that leave this whole holistic piece in the dark. And so a lot of us, myself included, feel like, what am I really supposed to be doing to be caring for my skin, to support my skin as I get older?
1: Like, where do you even begin? Mm, I love this question. There's... So many different avenues that we can go here, Um, which I I totally get the the skincare industry is booming right now. And it has been probably since I entered into the industry and it's very overwhelming. And that's what I hear from a lot of clients is they're like, I don't even know where to start. There's so much, there's ads coming at me, there's Mm -hmm. products, there's, you know, everyone has their opinions. Like where do I start? And that's where I go really one-on-one with clients specifically because I don't like to talk about skincare much on social media because I really feel that it's very personal and very unique to the individual Mm -hmm. and when we start giving out like broad terms of like this is what everyone needs to be on that's where things get really messy and where people start using products that aren't really beneficial for their skin type
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right so you know I have like some some tips for, you know, if someone wants to focus on aging gracefully, I don't necessarily like the term like Mm anti-aging because we can't not age. It's inevitable in our human experience to age, but we can do it gracefully. And there are things that we can do in our daily life that help us, um, you know, outside of just skincare itself. So would you like to go into that? Yeah, I would love to hear it. Okay, cool. So my first tip is drinking high quality water and eating a very low inflammatory diet. So I know that that's kind of broad and what everyone says, but it's, it's huge. Um, the, The term age actually stands for amino glycation end, which really just means that your cells are dying and cells do die, but they die more rapidly when we eat high inflammatory foods and possibly if you're drinking not very good quality water. You're basically not feeding yourselves food, so they die faster. So those that's a really big aspect to keeping your skin youthful because your skin is basically just an outer reflection of what's happening internally. Does that make sense? Totally. You're speaking my yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yes, you know, you know. Um, so number two is going to be quality sleep. So when we're sleeping, our organs are detoxifying, they're regenerating, and our skin is the last organ. It's our largest organ, but it's the last organ that receives nutrients. And while we're sleeping is when everything gets deposited, detoxifies, and nutrients are deposited throughout. So if you're not getting you know, your full amount of sleep that is required, eight or nine hours, your skin is, get, when you wake up, you're going to feel dry. You're gonna, your skin's not going to look youthful. Your products probably aren't going to stay in the skin because your skin is so thirsty. It's just going to soak them all up. So really getting proper sleep is huge for healthy skin. Mm-hmm. And number three is using proper skincare which again is so unique to the individual and and we can talk a little bit more about specific ingredients if you'd like, but really uh, ultimately seeing a professional and getting specific advice for your skin type uh, and not just getting what your best friend's using or what someone on Instagram recommended, that's going to be huge. Um, really just optimizing the health of your skin with proper skincare and And ultimately, just going back to basics is how I like to approach skincare. It's just your basic, like cleansing, moisturizing, exfoliating a few times a week, and hydrating the skin. Those are the the basic things that need to be addressed if someone wants to keep it nice and simple um, and just keep their skin youthful and glowing. So that's number three. Yeah. Number four is going to be face massage. So this is where it gets really fun. Um, I know a lot of people get kind of intimidated with face massage. But when we're talking about aging, um, in terms of like fine lines and wrinkles, what I see in my practice with fine lines and wrinkles is ultimately just stagnation in the face, whether that's lymphatic stagnation or emotional stagnation. Okay, so we make like 600 expressions in our face a day and yeah it's a lot and most of them are micro expressions they're usually subconscious so half the time you don't even know you're making them but you think about all the expressions that you're making throughout the day versus your emotions the stress levels what you're doing at work this is if they're not moved out properly they can become stagnant in the face So when we create face massage, we're actually moving the face muscles, we're uh, creating blood flow, we're moving lymph in the face, Um, you know, where you put your attention is where energy is flowing, and where energy is flowing, there is life. So we're stimulating collagen by doing face massage, we're bringing blood flow, which helps with hydration, I'm all about um, face massage around the mouth and eyebrows specifically. If if you are kind of new to it, those are good areas to start. Okay. I have some great uh, videos on Instagram, too, if anyone's interested in learning how to do some face massage on themselves. It's quite underrated, but there's lots of videos out there to get yourself started doing face massage. Awesome.
0: I know in a little bit I'm going to ask you about jade rollers and... Gua Sha, if I'm saying it
1: right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll come back to that for sure. Amazing. Yes, I love Gua Sha. Um, so number five is an interesting one, um, and I call it radical compassion. So how is, like, compassion fitting in with our skin, right? Everything is all connected, Um, If if you don't know that already, it truly is. The gut's connected to the skin. Your emotions are connected to your stress, connected to your hormones. Cassandra, I know you speak a lot about hormones and how, you know, it's all connected in a really beautiful way. And when we sit with ourselves, whether that's doing face massage or maybe in meditation or on a walk every day, um, bringing in that kind of self-care time to de-stress and bring compassion for the self, um, basically just promoting more love within yourself is actually going to help your skin stay youthful.
0: Okay. Yeah. So fascinating. I like these layers, and they all build upon each other. They're all connected, and really, they're just basic tenets of health too, which is going to support everything in our system and in our body.
1: Yes, exactly. It's much more than skincare.
0: Exactly. And yeah, when our body is nourished and healthy, our skin ideally should reflect
1: that. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. If, if anything, that's more than skincare, is, is what we're putting internally mm-hmm. thoughts and food. Mm-hmm. Love it. Exactly what I believe in
0: and talk about as well. <laughs> So you mentioned kind of those core products that are advantageous to use. And you also mentioned some people when they wake up, they have like thirsty skin. When you said that, I was like, oh, God, that's me in that just drier skin. And it's ready for some product in the morning. It's ready for something to hydrate it. So you can can you talk a little bit about that when you wake up? what is some of the best general pieces um, of advice or or things that you can start using in the morning as part of your morning routine to revitalize your skin after a long night?
1: Mm, Yes. Yeah. And and again, coming back to the basics is key, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times if you're waking up puffy or feeling dry, there's usually an act of lymphatic stagnation. So the lymphatic system carries all of our toxins and metabolic waste, and it can become really stagnant when we sleep. And there's, you know, a face massage before bed will help with that. But if you don't have time for that, maybe you were out late, in the morning time, a great way to revitalize the skin and bring back your hydration is doing simple oil cleansing. Have you heard of oil cleansing? Have you tried it? No, no. Tell me more. Okay, amazing. So oil cleansing is a beautiful ritual to basically just rebalance the skin's microbiome, um, which is just the healthy bacteria on the skin that keep the skin from harmful bacteria getting in. So it rebalances the, the healthy bacteria, and it also helps to rebalance the oils on our skin. So even people that are oily, oil cleansing is a really beautiful ritual to basically balance out the oil production.
0: Huh. So is there a specific oil you're using?
1: Yeah, I like the uh, sea buckthorn oil from Living Libations. Okay. Yeah, it's um, very gentle. Um, You basically just pump a few pumps into your hands and massage it into dry skin. So you can even do this when you're wearing makeup. And massage it into dry skin, get it in the eyelashes, really just massage the skin with it, and then rinse with warm water or a warm washcloth, or if you like to use disposable cotton rounds, and you basically will have a little bit of a residue left over, and that's what you want on the skin. So someone that's new to oil cleansing, it might take a few tries to really get acclimated to the feeling afterwards, because you're not going to get that like squeaky clean feeling afterwards. We actually don't want that. We want to keep the natural oils on our skin to keep it youthful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That sounds like exactly what I need. Yes, <laughs> for my skin that cleanser.
0: definitely runs drier than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like perfect to
1: just infuse into the pores. Yes, yeah. So that's a great first step. Um, I like to follow oil cleansing with a hydrosol, and hydrosols are uh, usually a mist. But they're a bit different than your typical rose water or toner. They're actually the plant water that's left over from a distillation of essential oils. So basically, hydrosols is just plant water that's been distilled. And it creates the molecular size to be really small. So when you're misting your skin with a hydrosol, it actually absorbs into the skin much faster Um, because of the molecular size. And then you're also getting the essence of the plant without all the yucky essential oil, excess essential oil, butane.
0: Okay. I have wondered, I've seen some things labeled as a toner, some things as a, um, how did you just say it? (laughs) Hydrosol. A hydrosol. Mm -hmm. Um, So now, okay. Now I know the difference. So the hydrosol is going to be much smaller, get right into the skin. And can you do that before your product, after
1: your product? Yeah, so I like to do it right after oil cleansing and right before I put on either a moisturizer or a face oil or whatever serums that you like to use. Okay. So, for example, if you oil cleanse, you apply your hydrosol to mist, and then you want to apply your vitamin C serum for daytime.
0: Okay. And so is vitamin C the same as the hyaluronic acid?
1: It's different. So vitamin C, if it's stabilized well, its its form is called L-ascorbic acid. It helps with collagen synthesis. It's anti-inflammatory. It's it's really rich in antioxidants. Um, it actually helps protect us against the sun because it inhibits the uh, change in hyperpigmentation. So vitamin C is more of your antioxidant, whereas a hyaluronic acid is actually a um, uh, molecular it basically swells up the hyaluronic that's naturally produced in your skin so you naturally produce hyaluronic acid when you're applying it as a serum it's pulling moisture from the air and it's moisturizing your skin like 20 30 times more than you would just if you were to put on you know a moisturizer it actually pulls moisture from the air so hyaluronic is really great for someone with really dry dehydrated skin Um, a lot of the times you'll see a vitamin C and a hyaluronic together. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Okay. Okay.
0: And what about rose hips? Is rose hips going to be similar to a vitamin C serum?
1: Yeah. Well, it's similar in the way that it is an antioxidant. So rose hips or similar like the Rose CoQ10 serum from Living Libations, they're very rich in, in antioxidants. So they have a Power of helping with hyperpigmentation, but you know when it comes down to like the science of each one, they are different ingredients, but they sort of work the same. Okay. So you know you could use a rose coq10 or a rose hips oil serum, and then when that bottle runs out, maybe switch to a vitamin C serum and kind of go back and forth, have both on deck, and kind of just switch so your skin is kind of um, switching up what it likes to use. If that makes okay. sense. See, so, yeah, I'm already learning
0: so much. See, my my googling of skincare, at, like you've already <laughs> you've already taught me more than everything I've learned <laughs> over the years from Google.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Google.
0: Oh my, that's a thing, and like most of it's not like holistic minded. So then you really don't even know like what is actually safe. So like I was gonna ask you about mm-hmm. retinols because I listen to a lot of skincare pod- product. Oh my gosh, podcasts. And some of them are like, oh, yeah, you need to be doing retinols two or three times a week. And it should make your face a little red. And it just sounds really intense. And I've wondered, Mm. is that actually good?
1: Yeah. So retinol is, yeah, let's dive into retinol. Because this is, um, a lot of people are really afraid of using it because of what you just said. Mm It can cause dryness and flaking. Um, So retinol is basically a topical version of vitamin A which we need in our skin, it, it helps our skin to regenerate new cells. So it's this overarching term for its um, purest form, which is retinoic acid. And retinoic acid is also, you can get it in a prescription known as retin-A. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a derivative of retinol. They're all kind of this, these larger terms, but they all kind of mean the same thing. They're talking about retinoic acid. So, yeah. So, you know, there's many benefits to retinol. And then I'll kind of get into like where you can, where's a good place to start if you're just now looking to get into retinol. Um, What you'll hear about retinol is that it boosts collagen production, helping with fine lines and wrinkles. It's great for hyperpigmentation and lightening scarring and actually has been known to help with precancerous cells. It's great for acne because it'll clear pores and skin texture. It helps with post-inflammatory acne marks. It improves dullness, dryness, and sagging. If you're using it correctly, it actually helps with um, hydration. Basically, it's just helping with aging gracefully and regenerating the skin faster. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't recommend retinol for someone that has inflammation right? So if they're like very sensitive skin type, if they're, they have compromised skin, if their microbiome on their face is out of balance and everything seems to inflame them, it is not, I would not recommend using a retinol. Um, I actually recommend, I try and work up clients using alpha hydroxy acids um, before stepping into a retinol. So it's really good for someone that's like been working with AHAs, been working with different acids and is familiar getting peels, um, from an esthetician, that's a good time when they want to take the next step in their skincare to try a retinol. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like the different strength levels. Um, if someone wants to look at their skincare products or they're looking to buy a retinol, um, again, we'll start with the most intense, which is the tretinoin, which is a pure retinoic acid, which is a prescription only. That's your most intense. That's usually what dermatologists will recommend and to someone and they'll put it on and they apply it all over and then they get dry and flaky and they're like, I don't want to use this mm-hmm. anymore. This is like not for me. That's because they're using pure retinoic acid and it's. I find that it's just too aggressive. it's, it's needs to be worked up. Um, Yeah, my approach is to be much gentler with it. And there are products out there that contain versions of retinoic acid that aren't as intense. So coming down from tretinoin, we have retinaldehyde and retinaldehyde basically just goes through a conversion into retinoic acid when it's applied onto the skin. So typically it's like encapsulated retinaldehyde is what you'll see on a label, it's time released. So it slowly is um, produced into this skin throughout the day versus it all at once, like a retinoic acid. Does okay. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have actual retinol, which, if you see just retinol on a label, that goes through two conversions into retinal- retinoic acid. Okay. So you'll see like retinol palmitate is one of my favorite versions of a retinol because it's much more gentle. It has the time release. People tend to not very, get very inflamed or dry and flaky and seem to get the most benefits from a retinol palmitate. Okay.
0: So that would be yeah, a solid thing to look up, find that in a good brand. Is there a specific brand that you recommend that's a, a safe starting point?
1: Yeah, I like using... So there's three that I love um, depending on someone's skin type. I'll recommend one of the three. If someone is really acclimated to using AHAs and their skin has been sensitized to using acids and it doesn't get inflamed, I would go with um, Shani Darden's Retinol Reform. It's amazing. It's it got packed with... Um, peptides and antioxidants and it's creamy and i just find that it works so beautifully um avene has a great retinol and environ has uh three steps types of retinol so you can start with the one and kind of work your way up those are the three brands i would recommend to a good retinol to start with
0: okay I think that's like going to be another question I have to ask at some point here is I think there's like consumer grade products and then professional grade products. And again, that confuses me as a consumer where I'm like, which one is the one
1: worth investing in? Mm. Yeah, and that's where that's where it's best to get, you know, professional advice, um, you know. Each esthetician is also going to have their own recommendations. When it comes to professional skincare, they've just done the science and they've, um, you know, invested into their skincare. So, you know, with the investment is the quality. And so I I tend to go with um, more professional grade skincare for obvious reasons. Totally. Totally. You've
0: got me ready to fly to LA just to be like, (laughs) please give me a facial and tell me what to do.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, and Shani Darden, is she's an esthetician here in Los Angeles. So this one was created by an esthetician and she's also a dear friend. And I just want to support her and her products because I believe in them Mm -hmm. and the quality is there and it's made by someone that knows skin, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so speaking of all this, are there specific products or ingredients that you typically just steer away from or instruct your clients to just walk the other way from. <laughs> yes, there's a
1: whole list. <laughs> oh, I want to hear it. Are you ready for this? Um, yeah. So, well, for someone with with sensitive skin, if their skin's compromised, and uh, or if they're acne prone, or if they, you know, are more prone to congestion, I would just stay away from any sodium laurel sulfates. They're mm-hmm. surfactants um, parabens, fragrance, yeah. um, any, you know, synthetic colors. Um, let's see what else. Oxybenzone in sunscreen is one I would really stay away from, um, because it actually creates heat in the skin and you can become more prone to melasma. So if you, you know, if you are looking for a sunscreen, I would go with more of a zinc based yeah. than oxybenzone. So it's something really Important to look for not just on your face sunscreen, like even your body, too, um, because it's all you know very similar skin. Yeah, I don't like shea butter, Um, it's in a lot of skincare, and I think it's great for more of your mature skin types, but for like sensitive skin, acne prone, I find it to be a little more communogenic shea butter it's in a lot of skincare products too so it's definitely something i like to steer away from and I, I tend to tell clients to stay away from um if you're sensitive stay away from peptides they tend to be more heavy also more for mature skin types um manual physical scrubs oh, geez. This is a, uh, yeah this is a, <laughs> are you a scrubber
0: no no but i used to be and now i shiver at the thought
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's hard to get someone off of a scrub if they love that scrubby grit feeling um but i just find that it creates inflammation and they're too abrasive even the ones that say they're not you know gentle can be used daily mm-hmm. i i find that they create inflammation and there's much better ways simpler gentler ways to exfoliate the skin yes mm-hmm some oils to avoid that I see in a lot of skincare is safflower oil, sunflower oil, and this also goes for internally as well, ingesting it. Um, palm oil, corn, soybean, they're all like byproducts um, and derivatives. And,
0: yeah. It's shocking though how often, even with a little bit of knowledge I have, I'll yeah see a product that's, that's not cheap. It's 30, 40 bucks and it has soy oil.
1: like what is this yeah they're just fillers Mm -hmm. they're cheap cheap fillers and um yeah they just create inflammation on the skin and and you know our our skin absorbs everything and it goes into our bloodstream it goes into our lymphatic system and then it makes its way into your organs so you think like what you're putting on your skin is actually getting into the rest of your body and so it's so important to use clean products and be really mindful about, you know, what you are putting on your skin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's a really good list. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it. Um, mineral oil is another one. I don't see it as much uh, in skincare nowadays, but sometimes you'll see it there. Um, yeah, I think that's all. Okay. So
0: can we go back to when you were talking about a a good morning routine? You mentioned a few of these pieces now of the puzzle. Um, Can you go back through those and then also touch on the exfoliation piece? Since now we know we don't want to be using these little tiny scrubby things. But what Mm. can we
1: use? Yeah, so I tend to enjoy exfoliating. I recommend it more for the evening time. Okay. Um, Just because you can let the acid sit on your skin during the night and then wake up and kind of have this fresh, new, beautiful skin and focus more on the hydration during the day. So I like to do, I'll just kind of run through a PM routine. It's similar to the AM. So you'll do your oil cleanse. If you did wear makeup that day, I like to do a double cleanse. So using either, you know, a nice gentle cleanser afterwards to really deeply clean the skin. Um, And then following that with either an alpha hydroxy acid or a retinol maybe two or three times a week, depending on what your skin can tolerate and your skin type and, you know, your skin concerns. There's different acids that correlate for different skin types. Okay. So, yeah. So have you heard of AHAs or BHAs? Mm -mm, No. Okay. So alpha hydroxy acids are... Water-soluble acids, they're usually enzymatic. So they're made from either fruits or nuts. A lot of the times they're natural sources. So I really like using alpha-hydroxy acids to break apart dead skin cells. So things like glycolic, lactic, mandelic, uh, tartaric, kojic acid. They're all various different types of acids Um, That can come in a serum form. Um, There's even these beautiful peel pads that I love to use. Um, These acids sometimes are combined as well to kind of target different types of exfoliation. And then we have our beta hydroxy acids, which is salicylic usually. Um, And it's oil soluble. So this salicylic is really specific. If someone is struggling with very oily breakouts, salicylic is going to go into the pore and actually break up the oil and the bacteria. So that's why it's very specific to use certain acids for, you know, what your skin can tolerate and what it needs.
0: Fascinating. So fascinating.
1: Yeah. And I always like to follow using acids or retinol. Um, you know, with a hydrosol and then a face oil afterwards. Okay. And then how would this differ in an evening routine? So, well, because you're exfoliating the skin and and when you're, you know, if you do it during the daytime, it's not that I'm opposed to doing it during the daytime because there are certain skin types that I think do well and need to exfoliate morning and night. Um, but I tend to typically say at nighttime because your skin becomes more vulnerable when you are wearing acids uh, because you're exfoliating. If you you know go outside, you might be a little bit more vulnerable to sun sensitivity. Um, if you're going to be putting makeup on, that just seems really counterproductive to put on mm. this acid that's going to exfoliate and then you're piling makeup on top of that. You know, it's just yeah that doesn't sit right. Whereas like at nighttime, you know, you have this fresh, clean skin and you can just exfoliate, let it sit on the skin for a few minutes, and then hydrate your skin well with a little face massage.
0: Okay. Yeah, that does sit better. <laughs> now when you lay it out like that. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, we- I love
1: I love using different acids.
0: Yeah, they sound incredible. I'm excited to add some in. I think I've like many people been apprehensive to add them in, but you're you're bolstering up my confidence,
1: yeah, I can give a few recommendations of some acids I really love, yeah, um, if you'd like. Um, Dr. Dennis Gross has peel pads, the universal daily peel pads. I recommend them to a lot of clients. They are so beautiful. You can use them you know once or twice a week, and they come on a kind of two step system and you just swipe them across the skin leave it on, and then you neutralize it. Um, And they have a variety of different acids that I mentioned in the AHAs. Um, So that's Dr. Dennis Gross. Um, Eminence Organics has a really amazing chamomile exfoliation peel for more sensitive skin that wants to exfoliate. Um, The chamomile just helps to kind of keep inflammation at bay while exfoliating the skin. And another one for more, like, acne-prone clients is the Is Clinical Active Serum. So this has, like, bilberry AHA as mushrooms, glycolic, willow bark. It's very clean. It is more on the expensive side, but it's worth it if that's the only form of exfoliation that you're doing. It's worth spending because your skin will be so beautiful. Okay. So there's so much
0: we've been talking about here. The other thing I wanted to touch on were was the gua sha and the jade rollers. Do you have a preference on one or the other for most people?
1: I do, yes. I tend to go more for gua sha. Um, I find that jade rollers are, I don't really find that there's much benefit. Um, you know, you can put them in the freezer and you can roll them on the face and they feel nice and cooling. So it's nice after a hot Exfoliating peel, or um, if you're noticing, you know, a breakout, I don't find much benefit other than that. Um, but with gua sha, there is so much juiciness to gua sha. It's such a beautiful ritual. Um, have you heard of gua sha? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I had an esthetician do it once on
0: me, and that was the first time I was like, "Whoa, this is incredible!"
1: Oh wow! Did you
0: notice um, a difference in your skin afterwards? Definitely. And I mean, she just had worked on me, you know, for like an hour. But yeah, it felt so like tight and glowy and just beautiful.
1: Mm, Amazing. Yeah, gua sha is such a beautiful ritual. And there's different types of working with um, a gua sha stone um, that can create different results in someone's skin. So gua sha is actually this... um, beautiful ancient ritual that was based in China or in Asia. And it's meant to basically move stagnation in the skin. It's lymphatic stagnation specifically. So Gua Sha is a, typically a stone. It's a flat stone. Um, usually you'll see it like as a crystal. Um, it's, It has different curves to it um, to fit different areas in the face. And you basically just glide it across oiled skin, um, flat on the skin, and you just glide it across gently in different areas, and it's moving lymphatic fluid. So our face, like I was expressing earlier about the micro expressions and fine lines and wrinkles, a lot of the times those things are just caused from lymph buildup. That we see like under eyes with puffiness, um, uh, fine lines and wrinkles. If you're, you know, noticing even just irritation in the skin. Gua Sha is great for moving that excess fluid out. And it basically moves outwards from from the inner face. You move the stone outwards towards the ears and down the side of the neck into the collarbone area. So we're draining excess fluid. It actually also puts you into parasympathetic mode. So, it's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for inflammation. Um, if you are red and inflamed, um, or if you're noticing fine lines and wrinkles, it really smooths it out and just brings a beautiful, gentle approach to um, skincare. So, I love gua sha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where is the best p-
0: place to buy them? And is there a general price range?
1: Yeah, so I would say if you are going to buy a stone, uh, buy one from an esthetician. Um, They're usually going to, you know, work with stones that are high quality. A lot of the times estheticians will create their own stone. I do have one on my website available. They can range from, gosh, uh, I would say don't go less than $40, to you know, a hundred dollars, just depending on the type of stone that you want to use and uh, whoever is promoting them. Um, yeah, I would say just buy it from an esthetician. I wouldn't go onto like Amazon and buy one there. They're not probably not very high quality made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many things that just shouldn't be
0: purchased on Amazon. <laughs>
1: yeah, skincare. Don't buy skincare on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> don't you know, I even that. heard that
0: now. You can buy like a labeled product and it's not necessarily that brand's product in the bottle when you buy from Amazon,
1: which is like a whole yep. insane thing. Yep. Yeah, I've I've had to tell clients to send it back or throw it away because, you know, even comparing the products, like the color looks different, consistency, you just don't know what you're getting and it's not worth the risk because you could be putting like petroleum on your skin. You have no idea. Right. right. Yeah, buy it, buy, it, buy it from the website, buy it from a professional. You know you're going to get the quality product. Okay, solid life advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any other big things
0: that you feel is important to add to this conversation? I know we've kind of like hopped all around because there's so many layers to this. But yeah, is there anything we
1: haven't talked about? I would say um, the importance of getting facials and you know not just to say that because I, I do this work but because there are so many layers to getting a facial like so many benefits that someone can receive um, not only just receiving professional advice um, getting extractions done but the whole relaxation aspect um, you know our world is so stressful right now <laughs> particularly there's so much going on in the world and people are taking on so much and feeling so much and like how often is someone taking the time to relax and receive? And I think that that is something that isn't really talked about in the skincare world is like actual receiving of someone massaging your muscles and taking care of you. And you just laying there and surrendering is so healing for your skin and for our stress levels in our body, and yeah, I think that that's all I wanted to touch on was just the importance of uh, skin health and seeing a professional and, and getting getting the proper nutrients and exfoliation done. And honestly, that's like great
0: homework. I think we'd all love a, a monthly facial. Just oh, yeah. a. For stress management, for self-care, and for skin health.
1: Yes, exactly. Awesome.
0: Well, I love to ask my guests, what is one thing you would encourage all women to start doing and something you'd encourage all women to stop doing?
1: One thing I would recommend all women to start doing, and this isn't really skin related, but it's to track your menstrual cycle. And maybe it is actually skin related because you can tell so much about your skin journey and your skin health and where your hormones are at by tracking your menstrual cycle. I know yes. I learned from you, Cassandra, <laughs> you're like the queen. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's something I recommend to most of my, all my women clients um, to track their menstrual cycle. So much to learn there. Awesome. And what's something we could all leave behind? Keep it nice and simple, like comparing ourselves to someone else's skin journey, comparing ourselves on social media. We need to leave that behind and just embrace our own uniqueness, our individuality, and where we were at on our journey is exactly where we're supposed to be. And I think it's so beautiful when we can really just step into that space of just acceptance and being with ourselves and, and, you know, if someone is struggling with acne at this time and they're looking at someone with clear skin, like don't compare your journey to theirs. You're on your own unique journey. Your body is very unique in itself and um, requires different things than someone else. And so I think that that's where I'll leave that at. Beautiful, beautiful
0: reminder to close on. Where can everyone connect with you, Kayla, both online and if they want to come visit you and get some skincare with you, where can they go?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. It's at Kayla Renner, my name, and I'm located in Los Angeles. So if you want to come get a facial from me, um, I'm in Southern California working in Hermosa Beach. Um, so I'd love to see you if you're in the area and you can just reach out to me on Instagram and we can schedule an appointment through there.
0: Awesome. And I'm not joking. I'm going to come visit you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Please come. I'm overdue for a California take trip. Care of you. <laughs> yes. I know you will. See, I'll finally have all the skincare products and support that I've ever needed.
1: Get you nice and relaxed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not joking. So just, just wait for me. (laughs) Just
1: bring your, bring your puppy. Please bring your dog. Yes.
0: Oliver the Corgi will make his celebrity appearance. So. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it's been so amazing to chat with you, to connect with you again, and to learn from you. And for everyone listening, if you love this episode, you can just share it on Instagram by tagging Kayla and I, or if you know someone that needs some support with their skin or has been dealing with acne or something like that, this is a great episode to share with them, to give them that little bit of hope and that reminder that they can heal this. Thank you everyone for being here and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the cyclical podcast today. The best way you can support the show is by rating and reviewing the cyclical podcast on iTunes. It also means so much when you share this on Instagram and tag me. It helps me see what episodes really, really resonated and just keep the goodness coming. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you here next week.